Game time. You're listening to the House League Heroes podcast with your hosts, Riley Barton and Tanner Chuby. Follow the guys on Instagram at underscore Riley Barton underscore and Tanner C-H-U-B-E-Y. The flames are down. The flames are down. Columbus to the top rope. Columbus, each other, elbow drop from the top one, two, three, Columbus wins it all. Welcome back to the House League Heroes podcast. Episode number six. Uh, holy smokes. Uh, first of all, joined by my co-host as always, Riley Barton. How are you doing? I'm hot, Tanner. I'm hot. <sighs> Not Tell as hot me about as the it. flames right now, but. What, like, has anything happened in the last few weeks that we can talk about, like, <laughs> at all? No, I don't think so. <laughs> um, yeah, yes. But first of all, before we'll we'll circle back to Johnny here in a sec. But uh, yeah, the heat right now is crazy. Yeah, um, I know. Like we're Canadians and all, so like you know, we sound a little sappy, but it is hot. Like, and it's staying hot all day. Like I'm okay with 31 degrees when it's like two in the afternoon, but when it's still 28 at 10 p.m., I'm trying to go to bed. That's way too hot for me. It's it's. It was 35 here today, and I think yeah, it's supposed no to be thanks. 34 on both days this weekend. Like, I, I ain't going to complain. I don't have to work the weekend, but today, like, when I'm out in the sun working, no, I don't want to do that at all. Um, holy smokes, yeah, uh, we've got... We've got so much to talk about. It's been uh, we tried we tried getting a post draft episode up. Schedules kind of conflicted. We weren't able to get it, so we're gonna try and try and collapse everything into one episode here. Um, as you know, the off season, uh, we're almost getting into the dead point of off season. Take a take a little bit of a break. Yeah. Um, before before we kind of go back to to what happened at the draft, I think we need to start with this Johnny Goudreau situation. Like, uh, man, Riley, as as someone who roots for the Flames, like, what is just your well, like, what is your reaction? I called it right. Like, okay, I've I've already had this rant a few times today, but like, we both knew Johnny, or at least not, we didn't know anything, but you know, we both assumed Johnny wasn't coming back, right? We had that thought since the beginning. It just didn't seem it was going to work that way, right? Mm-hmm. But not in a million. <laughs> years would i have guessed that he would have signed with the columbus blue jackets for less money like a lot less money too a lot less money than a lot of teams offered him like i don't know i was mind blown i i didn't see a post which i usually get it broken by instagram right like that's what i see but today it was um it was so weird i just caught it on the radio as i was leaving work i turned the radio on and my phone connected, so I had to return it back to the radio. And as it turned back to the radio, it was uh, CJ92 talking about hearing um, that Johnny's been uh, signed to the Columbus Blue Jackets for around 9.8. <laughs> and I was like, are you are you joking? And that's when I texted you that I almost crashed my car because I literally I, like, had to whip my phone out on the side of the highway. I was like, what? I'm like, there's no way. That that was real. What he, what he just said on the radio right now, I I was completely shocked. So like you like you were saying, like we both knew. Like I mean, again, knew we f- we were predicting he was gone. I've been predicting he's been gone for a few years now. That fucking city. There were talks of trading him when the Flames were in mediocre stages. Him and Monahan. Like there was no fuck. There was no way this guy was staying here. Um, yeah. But like you, you know it's shocking when the insiders are surprised. Like I don't know if you saw like Elliot Friedman and them yeah. tweeting. They're like did not see this coming and like they know everything they know exactly where every player is gonna go and yeah, they had was... no clue um 
yeah, shocking. First of all, great for Columbus. That city has yeah. never been able to attract a star, and now you have one. Like, how does that not rub off on future free agent signings? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, all the stuff that he wanted to go play close to home, and then it, the Google Maps picture, it's like seven hours away. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's like an eight-hour drive. I don't understand, because Philly offered him money, and... So, like, I'm sure Jersey sent him an offer, too. So, like, I just, I don't understand why it was Columbus, you know? Especially when there was reports that they offered him the same, like, seven years, 12.5, and he went down on that. Man, like, I, I hope we hear from him soon. Like, he's definitely going to have to speak about it yeah, or his agent or something. Like, for his there has to be, right has now. to be some re answer for his crimes. There has to be some reason why, by the way, like flames nation, oh boy, they are not having a good day. <laughs> and I, like, the other day I was like talking to my mom about this actually. Cause she was like, what do you feel about like Johnny not coming back? And I was like, well, I'm not like mad about it. Right. Like he did his contract here and like he played good for some years. He, he gave us a shot and I was like, They'll be like Flames fans will find a way to like be mad at him just because that's how it is. But and then it was the Columbus. I was like, okay, well, that kind of justifies anger now because like people are going to be furious about that. And like, yeah, so I'm at a loss for words still. Dude, like literally two months ago, everyone was loving him. Johnny Hockey, Rockstar Zone, like that game seven OT winner. The guy was the hero of the town. And now he's probably the most like. I don't, again, I, I don't know if this is actually going to happen, but I would not be completely shocked if he gets booed when he's back in the building. Noah, in yeah, so I was talking to Noah from the Into the Flames podcast, and because I called him as soon as I heard it. And that's what he said. He said, I'm buying tickets to that game and I'm booing him when he comes onto the ice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, man. Like, it's like, I, again, if he comes out and talks about like, I don't know, I, I don't know if his wife's from around there or maybe he like and like from what I from all you hear, like it, there's not much in Columbus, Ohio, but it seems like a nice um, like I've you've heard stuff that it's it's a nice place to live. Um, yeah, I think maybe for Johnny and this is just 100 percent speculation, like the guy was under the microscope so much in Calgary. Um, that OK, that was the only thing that could come to my my mind was that. Why he wouldn't go to Philly is because he would have the same amount of media attention as he would in Calgary, right? So that was the only thing that could justify it for me was that he didn't want the media press anymore and he kind of wanted to calm down in Columbus. So, Dude, if he goes 0 for 30 from the Rockstar Zone, no one's going to complain about it online anymore. Yeah, there's it's... not going to be 15 blogs in 15 minutes about his lack of performance. So, um, Also, first of all, uh, Flames fans, uh, I get it. You have ever, like... I'd be upset too if if my star player left my team as well. Um, well, this we was we might not be too far away from that, but yeah, continue. okay. Well, yeah, we're <laughs> oh, trust me, we got we got so much on those guys. Like, holy smokes, um, we. Uh, but if this was if we were looking at this star, if you were looking at a star like this on any other team doing this, like he took he left um, like 17 million dollars off the table to go play here. That's something yeah. admirable, I think. Like he. He chose where he wanted to play versus how much he was going to make. Another thing I want to say. So, like, as soon as I saw that contract go up, like the offer go up, sorry, of north of 10 mil in Calgary, I was like, okay, if he doesn't take this, it's clearly not about the money and about winning. But then he went to Columbus and took less money. So then both of those 
things, money and winning was out of the window. And now he's just like, this, this clearly had to be somewhere that he really has been thinking about in the background. Like there's gotta be more to going to Columbus. Maybe like, maybe he thinks, I think he's gonna, do you think he's gonna enjoy, like he's the man there now. Like he is, he is the guy in Columbus. There's no doubt about it. You could have, you could have picked a few players in, in Calgary, like yeah. uh, Kachuk, Markstrom, like, there is no, undi- it's undisputed. He is the man of that hockey club. Which is weird to me. And first off, I am I just can't imagine thinking of Johnny in a Columbus. Like, that's a cursed image right now. If you showed me that five years ago, I'd cry. <laughs> um, You know, uh, for, for Columbus, I, I was trying to think of, like, who they have on their roster, first of all, the moment that happened. Um. Again, the news just broke today. Uh, we just turned on the recording, so I haven't done uh, much. I just started a new job, too, so I haven't been able to uh, kind of be as in-depth with all the numbers and rosters and everything as I'd like to be. But like just off the top of my head, like, okay, Line A, he's going to be set up for at least 40 goals this year from Johnny. Like I think yeah. those two should click well together. Be on fire. Uh, Cole like Sillinger. Personality as well. Yeah, maybe they'll maybe they'll rip Fortnite dubs too. Who knows? Yeah. Like, what, maybe, <laughs> maybe Line A, maybe that's why he went there. Johnny knows Line A's Fortnite ability, and he's yeah, like, they okay. must, he's like, I gotta get my numbers up, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cole Sillinger uh, had a really good rookie year, from what it sounds like in Columbus. You have Zach Rinsky yeah. on the back, and also fellow teammate Eric Johnson heading to Columbus, baby. Two huge losses for the Flames today. Boys are sticking together. Good old um, good. And uh, maybe that was the package deal. Maybe Johnny's like, "Okay, I need a I need a big boy to protect me. I'll I'll take a seventeen million dollar pay cut if we bring good Branson for four million per year." <laughs> <laughs> Probably that. Uh, honestly, that's I'm sure that's what happened. But yeah, uh, I I don't know if Columbus is done making moves or what their plan is, but they've. Uh, They've definitely made a splash, which we have never been able to say about the Blue Jackets and free agency. No. Um, the Flames side, their shift now focuses to Kachuk, I would think, on his extension next year. Um, if, I, if I'm Brad Tree Living, I have no... And and people, like, you can't be mad at Tree Living. Like, he offered no. the moon and the stars to this guy. Like, what do you want him to do? Yeah, I don't know. I... I think we just take the money we we're going to give Johnny and find a way to give it to Brady Kachuk and we'll be fine. Now, the, <laughs> yeah, I I would love to see those two on the same team. <laughs> that would be, oh man, no one would, every team would have uh, the game against Calgary on their calendar circle, just not wanting to go. Um, there was a trade today as well that I kind of wanted to relate to this. So the, um, the Flames lose their star in Johnny Goudreau. And today, uh, let me just find it here. Uh, again, I am all over the place. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, I mean, a lot went on today, so I don't So much I lost on. track. I was like, while I was mowing grass, trying to check my phone all the time, and it was just overwhelming. I just gave up. I have my one friend, uh, he he keeps like tabs throughout the day while I'm at work. And I'm like, dude, I, th- what do you mean? Good Branson's in Columbus and Dom- Domi's <laughs> apparently in Chicago. Like, relax, man. Just let me get home. Um, but the Vegas Golden Knights traded Max Pacioretty and defenseman Dylan Coughlin to the Carolina Hurricanes 
for future considerations. So clearly a cap dump by the Golden Knights. Great pickup by the Hurricanes. Like if you're tree living, okay, we just lost our scoring left winger. Like yeah. we can get this guy for nothing. I don't Sad. I don't know if Patches had a had a like modified no trade or something, but I don't know. If you're a tree living man and you know Goudreau's not coming back um as of last night, how are you not trying to make that move work yeah the flames have been surprisingly quiet in free agency after johnny left like it it was clear they had no game plan if he left they were really just like putting all their efforts and to try to re-sign johnny and bring him back and as soon as he flaked they just they lost it all they they had no idea what they wanted to do you know what though um an end of an era in calgary goudreau has been there for how long was it eight years nine years something like that eight years yeah um and you know not the success that the team would have wished i haven't didn't make it past the second round um kind of had some off seasons as well i think i on genuinely and i said this for the last few years when johnny leaves however it is be a trade or free agency like it's just going to be good for both sides they need to like this experiment didn't work yes it sucks he had 100 points this year like who just it's not easy to walk away from but it just wasn't working here yeah um all right let's uh let's quickly before we get into the rest of science day let's quickly go back to the draft um because the nhl entry draft happened as well um since our last episode yeah Fuck me so much going on uh the montreal canadians draft yours Yuroslav, oh my goodness I, my brain's fried Yurij, i don't know how to say it either i haven't yeah. even tried i just i read it different every single time that i i see it Yurij Slavkovsky uh, goes first overall to the Montreal Canadiens. It was between him and Wright pretty much since the Olympics, uh, depending um, who you asked. It sounded like, and I don't know if you saw the stat, Bob McKenzie, when he does his final uh, predictions, has like n- hit the nail on the head for the like last nine years in a row. Like, And he picked Slavkovsky this year. What do you know? Uh, goes first overall. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> At the time, a lot of people were, <laughs> all the Habs fans that bought right jerseys in the stands were a little peeved. Um, they were confused, to say the very least. Very confused, but it made sense once the Hawks made their second stupid trade of the day. Um, <laughs> when when the Canadians acquired Kirby Doc from the Blackhawks. So um, it made Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it made sense why, why they didn't draft the center. They had their eyes on one via trade. They went with the young scoring Slovak winger um, who led the Olympics in scoring this year, which is pretty impressive at 18 years old, whether he oh, was yeah. going up against the best. But um, good. Uh, what are your thoughts on the pick, Riley? I was shocked. I hadn't. It was the same thing as today. Kind of like um, wasn't able to check my phone, but it was even more so that I was just busy to the point where I, I didn't see the first like good half of the first round. And got home and I, it took me so long to figure out what happened because uh, there was so many memes already about the pick. And I just saw everyone making fun of Montreal and I'm like, what, like what could they have done that shocked everybody? And then I finally saw the, the video of them uh, not taking right first. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. So I didn't know much about this kid. I didn't look a whole lot into this draft class at all, which I usually do a bit more. Um, I kind of looked more into the guys from the AJHL that we called. I was trying mm-hmm. to see where they were going to go, and I didn't look too much in the main prospects besides Wright. So I was a little shocked, but I was more shocked that 
right ended up falling even farther than that. That I think that's what shocked a lot of people. Uh, Shane Wright drops to fourth overall to the Seattle Kraken. If you're the Kraken, you're ecstatic. This guy who's been projected to go first for the last three years. Yeah, that's um, huge for the Kraken. They finally have someone to like advertise on their team. Um, mm-hmm. No offense to the other guys that were there, but like they're kind of difficult to advertise. And now that they have the first round pick, like this is this is what they couldn't ask for anything more. I, I would say. Um, a lot of people were concerned, especially after what happened when Wright went up on stage. Uh, a lot of people thinking he he eyed down the Habs table, um, yeah. gave them a death glare for not staring them. And uh, love the quote by him after saying he was just straight up. He's like, I have a chip on my shoulder. Um, I, you know, and you know, when he plays the Montreal Canadiens, the New Jersey Devils or Arizona Coyotes, he's going to try that much harder just to. Oh, yeah. Like just to stick it to them. And like all um, these people commenting that like, oh, he's cocky. Maybe that's what Montreal didn't take him because he's cocky. I'm like, shut up. Shut your mouth. OK, they didn't not take him because he was cocky. Right. They saw something that they liked with the other players. And they yes, had it. Maybe he's cocky. Who cares? Is they that what we want? They had another plan. And yeah, um, like he's and allowed I don't, to be upset I don't, about it. Dude, I don't think cockiness was the problem. Like, I don't know if you saw Slavkovsky's quote but he's like in 20 years i'm gonna be the best player out of this draft class so like cockiness had nothing to do with it i I, know and i like i don't know what these people are on it it annoys me so much and who cares if they're cocky i want some cocky players they make it more fun and especially when they're good and i'm sure Wright's gonna be a great player especially just the way he carries himself around so you want a good player to have that kind of like swagger to him right like you want him to be cocky I don't know if I've told this uh, like moment on the podcast before. I feel like I have, but I always think back to, oh, was it? Oh, man, I think it was the 2020 World Juniors. Um, Was it? I think so. But Canada was dominate. Like they were untouchable. No one could beat them. They were blowing everybody out. Um, I think they were undefeated up until the final. And the United States roll in. They're they're on the other side, and it's Trevor Zegers, and he comes in, and he's just like, yeah, Devin Levi hasn't been tested yet. We're gonna test him tonight, and they they went on to win the game. Like, yeah, and Zegers is gonna be a sick player because he's sure he's cocky, but he's confident. Yeah, and I and like I, that's gonna. You, have you seen how many news Trevor Zegers fans there are on the oh, internet? It, so many crazy. kids are loving this guy. Like. Like they're idolizing him. They're they're trying to copy his shots and they they want to play hockey because they're watching him. And like, yeah, you still see that all the time. But from a player in Anaheim, when was the last time you saw that? Uh, man, you <laughs> exactly. Solani, maybe exactly. So like, <laughs> so imagine what like someone like Wright could do in Seattle to a brand new hockey market. Um, uh, first of all, I want everyone to, uh, on the top, while we're on the topic of Trevor Zegers, um, go to, uh, at into the flames on Instagram and just spam their comments <laughs> with Trevor Zegers is goaded because, uh, their host Noah, Noah loves him. So, oh yeah, it's um, his favorite player. Yeah. So just, uh, just go do that for us, please. Um, I think a big reason too, why, why Wright dropped, um, not, not, nothing to do with the cockiness. Like in terms of the devils, they drafted Simon Nemich, um, uh, defenseman overseas, uh, you know, solid puck moving defenseman, hoping to turn, hoping to turn into their top guy alongside Dougie, um, which they desperately need. They need someone oh, yeah. on that left shot as a defenseman. And the Arizona Coyotes uh, draft Logan Cooley, you know, small, speedy center with a lot of offensive skill. Um, I think, I think those two teams with those picks were just set on those guys. And I think yeah. 
they they spent so much time scouting them. They were they were confident what they had in these two, and I think that's why they just bypassed right. I don't think it was a slight. Yeah, it wasn't anything personal, right? They, uh, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Like they hadn't had their minds set on uh, right at all, right? They assumed he was going to be gone, so why would they focus on him? There's no point in them taking that risk when they've done no research because they didn't plan to. No, it, like a hundred percent, and. Um, I, I don't think Devils or Yotes fans are, should be worried. Um, no. And it's pretty cool. I Man, I, I could be wrong on this, um, but I think Nemec is also Slovakian. When have we seen two Slovaks go first and second? That's pretty incredible. Yeah. I, I um, actually didn't think about that. That's that's nuts. That's something uh that's something that could really help grow the game um over there cuz they you know they've they've had some great players in their in their history oh, yeah. like Chara is a, just a mountain Best among example. men. Yeah. Um All right. So uh quickly shouting out uh the you mentioned some AJL picks uh Rieger Lorenz of the Okotoks Oilers. Uh I can't off the top of my head remember where he went Riley can uh, he went you? to Minnesota. Went to the Minnesota Wild. Uh, we watched this kid a couple of times in the AJHL this year. Kid was sick. Um, he was a rookie in the AJHL this year and just super quick, uh, really good with the puck, uh, can move, can snap it around on the power play, no problem, and he's got a great shot too. So oh, yeah. um, we're de- definitely going to be following and keeping tabs on him. I'm excited to see what he can do. And it's an organization he's probably going to get a chance because they're cap-strung for the next few years, so they're going to need some yeah, of these young, call cheap those guys. guys. Um, and then, sorry, before we carry on here, can you hear the music? Is it I coming through my speaker? Okay, I can't. Sorry, no. the stampede is so loud in Calgary right now. We can hear the the concert from our like it's a free concert for us. We hear it loud and clear. So I just wanted to make sure that wasn't bleeding through. That's crazy. You guys like you're not like right next to the the grounds or anything, too. No, not at uh, all. Okay, listen, I'm gonna say something here that's gonna get a little flack. And like, listen, I, I know I, I maybe you can't knock until you try because I haven't been to the Calgary Stampede yet. Not gonna lie, seems like a very glorified fair. Not gonna lie, I'm gonna completely agree with you. Oh, uh, I thank not you. love the Stampede being here. I, I don't go that often. Um, and besides the tents, which are just like parties, there's really not much to write home about because. It's just the most claustrophobic mess of people trying to get like spend $15 on like a hot dog and you got to wait in line for two and a half hours for it and you're sweaty and it sucks and you want to punch everyone in the face. I went on Sunday with Jenny, like my girlfriend, and I just we we walked around the grounds for a good hour and a bit and then we're like, we got to go do a tent and it was just peace and quiet there. And I'm like, this isn't the stampede, but this is much better than the stampede. So. I, it, yeah, it, it's not a hot take. I think a lot of people do agree with you that aren't, um, or sorry, that are from Calgary. But yeah, yeah, it, like it, and uh, I think what's great about it, like, is uh, it, especially if you love rodeo, I think that's that's oh, when yeah, it becomes that, really good. The actual uh, rodeo stuff is super cool. I have um, some uh, one buddy that competes in a lot of stuff there, and mm-hmm. like that stuff for him is so cool. And then watching that, like the chuck wagons and the rodeo, mm-hmm. is just like that's the cool part of Stampede, but. The yeah. fair part is bleh. leave me <laughs> okay, out of that. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not the. And again, I haven't been there, so I can't give a full. I guess my opinion might not matter the most, but I. I don't know. I just look at it and it get. I feel like it gets so overhyped for what it is. Yeah. Um. All right, and uh, and then after, <laughs> what's that? 
<laughs> now continuing, whatever, what were we even talking about? Uh, so we were just talking about uh, the first three draft picks, and then nothing right. in the draft uh, happened after that. Nothing happened. Uh, nothing <laughs> no. occurred. Nothing, uh, not just, a single bit of noise or anything? Uh, they just went uh, one through seven, um, made picks, no trades were made. Uh, it, it was a pretty quiet draft from from a lot of people's perspective. But in reality, I wish that's what I could say. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, who up to this point said, we are not looking to actively shop Alex Dabrinkit. We're not looking. The return would have to be astronomical <laughs> to trade Alex Dabrinkit, 24-year-old Alex Dabrinkit, two-time 40-goal scorer Alex Dabrinkit. They traded him to the Ottawa Senators. It sounded like it was coming, um, to be honest. As the draft approached closer, it sounded like they were looking for a reason to move this guy. Yeah. And they trade him for... (laughs) (sighs) Oh, my God. They trade him for the seventh overall pick. The First of all, he goes to the Ottawa Senators for the seventh overall pick in the 2022 draft. A second-round pick in that year's draft, uh, 39th overall, which, by the way, was the spot Alex Dabrinkit was selected in 2015, just to fucking rub salt in the wounds even more. Here. And a 2024. A I gotta close my window because this concert is actually like, I can hear it. They're playing some good music. I'm not gonna lie, but <laughs> I gotta close the window and I can hear cheering and stuff. And I'm getting FOMO, so I just keep ranting about the jet or the. Oh yeah, okay. I can I can go on about this for on my own. Uh, and a 2000. Okay, anyway, sorry. Back to it. Alex to bring it to the Ottawa Senators in exchange for the seventh overall pick in the 2022 draft, the second round, uh, second round pick in the 2022 draft as well. Uh, which was 39th overall, once again, the spot Alex DeBrinkett got drafted, and a 2024 third-round pick. And you might be thinking to yourself, Tanner, there's got to be more to that trade. Yeah, you would <laughs> fucking think so. Like, what the hell was that? Nope. What shocking. Was that? Actually shocking. Holy smoke. So the Blackhawks rebuilding, okay? You do not trade a 24-year-old who puts up 40 goals a year who want that like the biggest thing with all the crap that has surrounded the Hawks this year, the Kyle Beach situation, Duncan <laughs> Keith leaving the team, um, um, just off the Seth Jones trade and the, the awful contract he got, the yeah. awful on-ice product, um, the sellout streak ending, just awful, just everything about this year sucked. We actually had a good player who wanted to stay here. He wanted to play in Chicago, and we shipped him off for absolutely nothing. Yeah, I I just felt bad for you. Um, You know, I think a lot of people are happy that the Hawks are getting some karma because of the way their organizations handled things in the past uh, decade or so. so. Yeah, I don't blame those people. Um, Um, But yeah, you guys have just... It's been rough, and it's gotten rougher, and I think it's going to be rougher from here out for a while. Kyle Kyle Davidson took what could have been a three-year rebuild, like best-case scenario. It's five minimum now. This team is not competitive for at least half a decade. Yeah. There's no chance. Um, and then, oh he, he, oh, he wasn't done there, guys. Kyle Davidson, he had the phone, he had the phone hot this fucking week. Um <laughs> 
Kirby Doc, the third overall pick of the Chicago Blackhawks in 2019, was traded to the Montreal Canadiens for the 13th overall pick, which was uh, it was a three-way trade. The 13th overall pick came from the Islanders. Um, a third-round pick, uh, the 66th overall pick, also coming to the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, and that trade also saw Alexander Romanov, a young defenseman for the Montreal Canadiens, go over to the uh, New York Islanders. For what Doc has done in his first three years, this return is a l- more fair in terms yeah. of on paper. Um, but again, this guy's development, um, and you're going to have to bear with me, Riley. I've got so much to fucking say on this. This That's guy's okay. development never got a chance in Chicago. It never. didn't. And here, I want to say something first before you go off is just, yeah, Kirby Doc, I've always liked him. Um, ever since he got drafted, I was like, that's a huge steal. And yeah, I completely agree. I don't think they ever really gave him a fair shot. And he had a lot more to offer to that team that they screwed up and they're going to pay for it, I think. It all started with Bowman. Um, it it yeah. was that summer. Bowman, he said, he's like, we're rebuilding. We are. He he came out publicly. The Hawks had probably been should have done it for a few years at that point, but he publicly came out, said we're rebuilding, and it was like a shock. Like Taze and Kane, I remember, were like pissed off. They're like, we did not think this was the direction we were going. Hawks win the draft lottery, huge, uh, you know, just huge opportunity. I remember, um, and then they selected Kirby Doc, which a lot of people were shocked by. It was it was Byram that was you know kind of slated to yeah. be the Hawks pick. Um, the Doc and then and then Bowman wanted this team to get right back into playoff contention. He didn't like rebuilding and he kept he put him in the NHL in his first year, which was the worst thing he could have done for that kid. He was not ready. He should have went back to Saskatoon for one more year, just one more year, dominate the league. He was so good in the WHL, like just let him run the show there. Yeah. And then, oh, my God. So uh, that season gets canceled by COVID. Not not a stellar rookie year by Doc, but he had some really good upsides. Great defensive center. I as a rookie, I was so impressed with how he was forechecking and he stick lifted people better than anyone on the team. It was something magnificent to watch. Yeah, bubble comes around. Doc looks like a completely different player. He's got confidence, swagger. He's doing things all across the offensive zone, and it's looking like okay, yeah, this kid, this kid's got it. Goes to the World Juniors that year. Um, that preliminary game against Russia looks like a man among boys, yeah. like honestly, and Dominant. then fluke fluke break on his wrist out for the season. Um, and then in a season, by the time the Hawks were clearly not going to make the playoffs in that shortened season, Stan Bowman's like, ah, you know, let's get this kid back in the lineup. And he, I don't think was ready. He didn't look good. His, his shot looked off. Um, there was no need to put him back. And then this year, it just, uh, he had a lot of, t- I know Doc had to like delete his social media and stuff. Cause you know, when you're a third overall pick and it's your third year, um, people expect things out of you and yeah. undeserved. There were so many unfair expectations put on this kid. Uh, he had to delete social media cause it was just, it was getting too much for him. And then when he did his game improved, but, um, Oh man, I, it really sucks. I got to watch Doc here lots. Um, he played just down the road from from where I grew up, and man, that kid is gonna be sick in Montreal. I'm like, yeah, I'm very excited for him. I am too. Like as much as I hate the Montreal Canadiens, man, God, yeah, I hope he same. does good. 
Um, yeah, there's there's like I, I feel like Montreal's the team I hate the most with the players I root for the most, if you know what I mean by that, because they always have guys that I, I don't mind on that team. And Doc is added to that list. Yeah, Canadians fans listening, you are getting a uh, really good defensive center for his age. Um, the biggest knock on Doc, he's just got to find his finish. Um, he's a big body. He does use it sometimes. Um, it, it'd be nice to see him get a little more physical in front of the the opposing team's net. But, yep. dude, he's – and you know what? He's got his tra- his offseason training buddy, Caden Gooley, there as well. I yeah. think that's just going to be an easier transition for him. Um Got, yeah, like best of luck, Kirby, and best of luck to bring it to like I. Oh yeah, the the excuse they made, man, of we <laughs> oh we're not going to have enough money to sign him next offseason when we have twenty one million dollars coming off the books with Taze and Kane. I just I oh. <laughs> oh my god. Um, the only way I can look at this from Kyle Davidson's perspective, and this is the like I'm not even defending him on this. This is just the only way I see it. He wants this to be his team. He wants yeah. nothing from the Stan Bowman regime, the 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 old uh, championship teams. He wants nothing from those the the two thousand tens a part of this team. Yeah, I, I, that's fair. <laughs> you know, like that's and probably smart, but you know, those were not the two guys to get rid of. There no. were there's two other guys, Kane and Taze, and um. You know, this is another line mate that Kane loved that the team has gotten rid of. Like there was Panarin, there was Schmaltz. Like they have traded away every single line mate that he has found good chemistry with. Um, yeah, I, I, I know. Uh, but Kane, you know, was saying like, uh, you know, going to take some time to let the dust settle before I make a decision. Like, holy smokes, the, I'd yeah. be wanting out of here instantly. Um, so, yeah, um, and the frustrating part, too, like with Kyle Davidson, he had built up trust in this fan base. He got the interim tag right when Bowman went out, and, like, he made some good deals. Like, he got something for uh, uh, for Flurry when Flurry was almost not even going to let them trade him. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, you know, uh, and then, oh, my God, get that. This was, this was the biggest thing I got, okay? The Blackhawks got more. For a glorified fourth liner and Brandon Hagel than they did for Alex Debrinkit. They snagged two first <laughs> and two players like in their mid twenties for Brandon Hilarious. Hagel. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, Tanner. Uh another uh awesome stat. No first round pick of the Blackhawks from the 2010s is with the team anymore. They are all gone. <laughs> Not one of them is still with this t- club. Yeah, that's some dark times ahead for the Hawks. Oh, it is going to be rough. Uh, that crowd I, is so loud. I, I'm so happy it's not being picked up on the speaker or my microphone because we wouldn't be able to record this. It's the it's the Offspring concert. So like, oh, that would have been a good one to go to. I know, but it's loud and like these guys are losing it. I can't hear Jamming a thing. Out. So you got some okay. got some good uh some good windows there. I think it's the my microphone has I have um what you might call it like sound I don't know. There's an application that like boxes out outside music. It just picks up my voice. So it's working, which is good because I'd never know if it works or not. I can't name 
I like uh first of all, get these out of the way too. Try and keep everything uh going here. Uh Andreas Anthony, see you and Max Domi signed with the Blackhawks today, uh one year, three yeah. million each. Not, you know, just there to fill roster spots, maybe flip at the deadline. That's all they're there for. Um with if this is the direction Davidson's taking it, whatever, so be it. <clears throat> Smart Not move, I guess. <laughs> um, but like okay, so there's Taze, Kane, Domi, Anthony CU. Tyler Johnson, if he's healthy, uh, Peter Mrazek, the Jones brothers, like, like try naming this roster. And like, as a fan, it's impossible. <laughs> like, uh, fuck. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to quickly go through who the Hawks actually picked, um, with those first overall picks. I'll blow by them quickly here, or excuse me, first round picks, um, with the seventh overall pick from Ottawa, they picked Kevin Korchinski, Saskatoon boy. Uh, defenseman from the Seattle Thunderbirds had 65 points in 67 games this year. Um, 19 in 25 games in the uh, postseason with six goals um, as part of those offensive puck moving defensemen. Something the Hawks have needed for a long time, and they had it at a Boquist till they traded him for Seth Jones with a bunch of other stuff. Which again, that trade happened. Again, remind you <laughs> that trade happened. Um, the sad thing I feel about the about this kid, he's pro he could probably be sick, but you got traded for Alex Debrinkid. You are gonna have so much pressure on you from this fan base. It's <laughs> yeah, they're gonna expect more than they should, but that's just how it is sometimes. Um, thirteenth overall pick from the Montreal Canadiens, uh, Frank Nazar from the U.S. National U18 team. He had uh seventy points in fifty six games this year. He's a center slash right wing with lots of offensive potential. Five ten, so around the same height as to bring kit. Isn't that just awesome? Um, Sam Renzel, twenty fifth overall. Also, uh, the one trade I did like that the Hawks made: Peter Mrazek coming over from Toronto. At least they have a goalie that our young yeah. goalies don't get just thrown to the wolves this year. Um, they have a guy who can play games. With that, uh, they also got the 25th overall pick from Toronto. They drafted uh, Sam Renzel from uh, Minnesota High School Hockey and the USHL. Six foot three defender with 48 points in 48 games. So another blue liner just to add to to some of the depth with guys like Vlasic, Regula, Kalanick, uh, Nolan Allen, Bodan, Mitchell. So, um, and another nice thing was just, I guess with those picks, I guess the nice thing is uh, let's hope they work out. But it's nice to see the Hawks finally drafting in North America. We haven't seen that loss from them. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> also, uh, biggest troll of the draft, and you guys should be kicked out of the league for this, drafting Elias Pettersson. In <laughs> the f- oh, I'm I hate so you excited guys. For, he's going to be the best player from this draft, 100%. I hate you guys. Like, <laughs> you... And oh, it, I like, love Vancouver sometimes, man. That was a great one. That was actually awesome. I'm so happy that they did that. Do general managers actually work? Like, this is a game. No, time. that was a complete. He did not care. This is literally he, he just that was real, the funniest thing ever. This is literally just real life franchise mode in NHL. <laughs> like, no, yeah, that's cares. something I would do. I'd be like, I'm going to draft every Elias Peterson to come across the, the draft. Oh, my goodness. Um, Riley, I don't know if you uh, did. You have any other uh, uh, draft things that you you kind of want to go over? Um, not specific, just that Elias Pettersson. I don't even know how do you say this kid's name now because it took everyone forever to f- figure out Petey's actual name, and now we got to deal with it all again. Dude, like if you're a broadcaster, right? Like usually when you have the same last name, they just go by the first name. How are you, how are you deciphering this? I I think I think you just go Petey if they're playing together. You go Petey and. Or EP or something like that. We got his Instagram handles EP40. That that'll gotta, be Pedersen's. 
they got to do what uh, what I did at the start when we started announcing. Just start calling out numbers. Yeah, honestly, they go back to the beginnings of play by play. Yeah, just call out the number, number 40. And... <laughs> <laughs> number 40 with a ripper from the point. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, that's pretty much we're going to wrap that up on the draft again. We we probably missed some things. I know. Um. Whatever. God, forgive us. There's so much stuff. Um. Did you? Uh, sorry, did you see this? Uh, this Andre Palat signing that just popped up? I did not. What did he? Where did he go? We got f- what? I don't think it's confirmed everything yet, but I think it's five years in Jersey. Wow. Okay, so they got yeah. their they got their winger that they were yeah. looking for. I like that. Me too. I really like that. A young a young guy, or sorry, a young core with a experienced playoff performer coming in. I think that could do wonders for that team. Um, don't know what the AAV is, but, uh, yeah, yeah solid move yet, for Jersey. I, I like it. Solid move for Jersey. Um, quickly before we move off the Hawks, I promise last thing, Duncan Keith retires. Um, Hawks will have to pay a cap penalty for the next two years. Um, arguably, uh, one of the art, definitely the best defenseman in Hawks history. Um, I'd make the argument. He has the best single performance in the playoffs, um, by a defenseman in 2015. That guy was logging over 30 minutes every night like just ridiculous stuff um yeah con Smythe, uh two norris trophies three stanley cups two olympic golds like congrats keith you know you uh had a great career and uh thank you for everything you did uh with the blackhawks as well yeah Um, what a career i mean absolute legend definitely yeah uh, see him in the hall of fame i'm sure Oh, easy. First ballot. I, yeah. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, boom, boom, boom. Where was I going? Where was I going? Okay. Uh, just cause this is the first, uh, stuff I have on, on my notes here. Um, this was for the show we were originally going to do, uh, Alexander Georgiev acquired from the, at, uh, f- uh, the Avs acquire, uh, Alexander Georgiev, excuse me, for a third and fifth rounder and a 2023 third round pick. So I think that kind of showed that, uh, Darcy Camper was not going to come back. I think that kind of, uh, solidified it. Uh, so they're, so the Avs are going to be running with Georgiev and Francois this year, looking like a one, a one B type system, which, you know what, man, don't mind that. I think Georgiev's, uh, been looking for, for a chance ever since your came in. Yeah. And I think it's going to be awesome for both those goalies actually. Now that they, they really just are going to be able to shine and take some, uh, take bigger roles on the teams that they're on. And, I really like Yuryev. I think he's mm-hmm. a really underrated goalie in the league. So now going to the Avs, I think that's a perfect situation for him. Uh, duh, 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 duh. Uh, Coyotes take Zach Cassian and a 29 <laughs> overall pick. Legendary. That was a, that was a good trade. Zach Cassian going to uh, sunbathe with hopefully Phil Kessel's back there. Um, yeah, that'll be beautiful. The Detroit Red Wings... <clears throat> Excuse me. Acquire Vili Huso for a third round pick, and then sign him to a three year, fourteen point two five million dollar extension. Uh, great deal by Eiserman. I here. was going to say um, that was a steal. You know what this makes me, and we'll get to the Murray trade in just a second. But why did the Leafs not do this? You know what, Tanner? I don't know why the Leafs do anything that they do. If I'm going to be completely honest with you, I have no idea why they do anything that they do. So. Like usually, I, I follow a lot of Leaf stuff, um, just because their fan base is so loud and yeah, widespread. You can't and avoid it. Usually, they find like ways to defend 
any dumb move, but like I haven't yeah. seen it with Matt Murray. Like not a lot of people are understanding why that was done. Nope. Um, but great deal by Irisman, and he had a hell of a day in free agency today. Um, Tony D'Angelo is going to be playing for John Tortorella, Riley. Yeah. Um, what man? I I don't know. What do you think that's going to be like? That's going to be a mess. I think I'm just getting more and more happy about this Philly team coming up just for the social media presence that the team's going to have. And man, that, that could be something really interesting. If we could see some beef between those guys and the press conferences. Torts, uh, Torts doesn't strike me as a guy of just being up on the four check all the time. as a defender. <laughs> so to, I think, uh, you know, D'Angelo had some, some issues going into to the hurricanes. It seems like they kind of <laughs> wrangled him in a little bit. Uh, I don't know if John Tortorella is going to, make him burst back out <laughs> yeah that that leash is gonna change lengths i'm gonna guarantee that uh two two years at 10 million uh two years at five million per year for d'angelo um chuck fletcher throwing out some more money um yep i uh <laughs> man it, philly like philly no one's gonna want want to watch them on the ice for one they suck no. everything about them this year is gonna suck on the ice but as a like just a reality show you can make yeah, a I'm whole gonna tune in i'm gonna tune in for the last 10 minutes of every game you need like okay they had the all or nothing documentary with the least yeah. you need a camera <laughs> in there all season you do yeah, there's can someone who has money listen to us and make that a thing because you're gonna get some profit off of that i'll come shoot it myself i yeah. swear let us in the like, locker room you can pay me nothing and i will come do it that would be <laughs> so much fun um uh, Adam Boquist signs a three-year deal or extension with the Columbus Blue Jackets, a uh, total of $7.8 million. Marc-Andre Fleury re-ups in the, with Minnesota for, uh, what is that, three, uh, like three points, uh, $7.5 million over two years. Um, there were some reports coming out that Cam Talbot wasn't too happy. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that, Riley? Um, I guess it makes sense. But, you know, um, sorry, I didn't see that trade till you literally just told me or that signing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I think you have a good tandem again. So, I guess so. <laughs> but uh, Talbot, I don't know. Don't know what to tell you. Um, I think with what happened with Flurry in the playoffs, I don't think he's going to have any trouble like work. I think it's going to be like a 1A, 1B type thing again as well there. Which is fair. I don't know. I don't, I've never really liked Talbot, if I'm being completely, I think I've, I've told you that before, so, mm -hmm. yeah, whatever, he can deal with it. Was he on the Flames when, when the goalie fight happened, or was it Smith? Uh, oh, Smith, okay. Smith was the one that kicked Talbot's ass. And he was on the Oilers, I, again, they, yeah. they switch, they played for the same teams, like, how's that, why? Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, Smith why did you on the Oilers that? beat up Talbot on the Flames. Okay. Okay. There's That's a video. There's a, there's a video out there of um, me and like my friends while this fight happened live, all screaming, and in the one second of silence, you can hear me yell, "Talbot's about to get his ass kicked," and that's exactly what happened. So, <laughs> <laughs> you, we you should post, be. We can post that on the Instagram if I find that video. You should be an insider. Mm -hmm. Really. That's First of all. Call. First of all, uh, a beverage sounds like a very good idea right now. Nice alcoholic beverage would be 
It is cooking. I have had the AC blasting here all day, and it's still just i'm sweating like <laughs> you don't even the, have ac i'm also sweating so bad like dude my shirt's sticking to my back yeah well now i had to close the window because this concert i can't focus on anything and it's just worse i turned the fan off because i couldn't hear anything with that going on either my headset's making my ears sweat <laughs> holy smokes uh, my i'm starting to get lightheaded man to be 100 percent Aussie. it's <laughs> starting to get to me. Is about to go down here Heat let's uh, taking us down Let's hammer a big one here. Those are those are some little ones that came out of the way. Let's put these two together. Chris Letang re-ups in Pittsburgh. Um, six years. By the way, the guy is 35, 36 years old. Six years, $36 million. Um, and that was signed before Malkin. And all we had heard, we were like, Malkin's going to the free agent market. He's not coming back until, boom, last night. Brian Burke and uh, uh, Ron Hextall get it done. They get Malkin back for four years, I believe, at around $6 million per year. Um, All that I drama fe- for nothing. Dude, I thought we were going to see Malkin go somewhere else. Me too. I would have loved it if it was Washington. Could you have imagined? <laughs> well, Cru- second round. Saw, like Malkin's comment on, uh, I think, when Latang posted about it, and he was like, I hope I don't have to play against you. Like, like, yeah, I was fully expecting him to be on a different in a different jersey next year. Well, all the reports, man, like Malkin was like really upset. Like Crosby went to his house and like checked on him. He's like, how you know, how are you doing? Mental state wasn't okay. He felt he felt like he wasn't a priority, which I mean, fair thing to be upset about, like being the corner, one of the cornerstones of this franchise for the last two decades. Do you think he gaslit the management into re-signing him? by just being upset <laughs> i don't know maybe maybe they just sat down had some russian gas and just <laughs> talked it all out like man i don't know that's a good way to do it <laughs> i wonder what brian burke would be like on alcohol i don't i actually don't know if i want to know do you think maybe he'd crack a little smile like just a no little way. one no way he'd, he'd have to be like too... not himself anymore he'd have to be someone would have to force it while he's blacked out on the hockey yeah. rink um oh god but yeah i man i was i was really kind of excited to to see where malkin might have ended up but me too penguins uh i'm i'm glad the penguins brought them back i think when you have players that contribute to your organization like that if they want to come back let them retire here i don't don't care what the money's about like just let fans enjoy their last few years here yeah in the city they uh they uh had all their achievements on Philip Forsberg, eight-year extension with the Nashville Predators, eight and a half per year. I hate them so much. They finally did something right. Yeah, I wanted to see him go as well, but it, they couldn't mess that one up. It, it, it's awesome that he's going to be there for them. Eight yeah, years is a long time. It is a long time, but he did just have his career year. He's still relatively young. And uh, Ryan McDonough, I don't know if that was on the last episode we talked about too, but they also added him to their team. So Nashville is, uh, they're looking to get back into the the postseason once again. Let's go yeah. to the trade tracker now online, or sorry, excuse me, the free agency tracker. I've got like 30 different tabs opened up here. I just, I Can can't Can I talk even... about one that really shocked me that I just saw not too long ago was... Go for it. Ryan Strom to the Ducks. Yeah, that was a weird one. Um, I guess to replace Getzlav. Yeah. 
um i don't know just you never like heard anything about it uh kind of just weird yeah anytime i hear anaheim i'm like who like who wants to (laughs) like yeah i get it's in california and it's nice but like the ducks like even just their name the anaheim ducks i know why not the mighty ducks that'd make it so much better i know i see that jersey. jersey they need that back you're turning the wrong way I know. I, I can't. I can't figure it out. Um, former Duck Josh Manson. Now there were reports that he like won. He won the cup, and then he really wanted to go back to Anaheim, which would have been such a power move. Get yeah. something for Manson, let him go in, and then just bring him back to your team. That would have been sweet. But he re-ups in in Colorado. I believe it was four years, just above four million per year. Again, could be enough on. Could be a little bit off on uh, the term. Or excuse me, the uh, the amount. Um, oh my goodness! I don't know if we talked about uh, going back a little bit as well. The Brock Besser extension. Uh, what were your thoughts on that? I was very happy that we were yeah. able to get him back. I know a lot of people were kind of leaning towards trading him while his value was high, just because he didn't have a great season or last two seasons even. But mm-hmm. um, I'm a big Besser fan. Um, like I have his jersey and everything. Right? I think like, a lot of people are. I think and a lot of people are. I think it's a perfect prove yourself deal. Um, we know what he just went through with his father passing away, and I think that entire situation with his father's health over the last two years, which he talked about, got terrible in the last two years. So mm-hmm. you can't blame this kid for his lack of play because it was there. It was noticeable that he wasn't all there in the ice, and I think that can be almost completely credited to his father's health. Like, how do you focus on anything else when your dad's mm-hmm. that sick? And, um, yeah, so I, I think we got to give him a year until, you know, he can kind of work his way through this. Like, everyone works through uh, this kind of stuff diff, uh, differently. So I think three years is perfect. Um, if not this year, I think next year he's going to be back to his normal self and better than he was before. So I'm very happy we signed him. No matter what happens, he will be playing on a line with Elias Pettersson. Just keep that in mind, Canucks fans. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, man, I can't remember. For uh, Nick Paul, seven years in Tampa, 3.1. Yeah. <laughs> that was just, I mean, we I, we seven said he was going to get money, but holy crud, like, yeah. Um, good for Nick Paul. He earned it. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. Uh, let's move up a little bit here. Adrian Kempe, four years at five and a half per year in L.A., coming off a 30 plus goal year. Uh, the King I, Kings are doing some great stuff down there in California. Oh, yeah, they're going to be fun to watch They're. Uh, I think they're moving up. I like genuinely. Could you see them possibly winning the Pacific this year? Um, with Doughty back healthy full time back. I wouldn't be completely shocked i'd be a little surprised but i i think they could be up there for sure i guess you got to keep in mind too vegas is probably coming back with a vengeance to try yeah. and get back to that top spot um keeper going here so this that by the way those few that i just mentioned there were all before uh free agency also then there was this one ricard raquel in pittsburgh six years at five million per year so like when that happened everyone was like okay well there's no chance malkin's coming back now um yeah, but uh, credit to to Brian Burke. Maybe somehow made that one work. Um, all right, let's move it along here. Vander Kane goes back to Edmonton. Flames fans, uh, you get to see him a lot more over the next four years. How do you feel about? <laughs> yeah, you're shaking your head. 
Uh, I'm just I'm just upset that they got that done. I was I was surprised he didn't want more money than than that. I don't know about you. I yeah I. I get with his performance, but I think because because here's the thing too. There's there's this thing going on with the Sharks that they still there. I, I can't. I don't know the whole situation, but there's like a chance the Sharks could just be like, no, he's still property of us, just with how the buyout went and oh, everything. Yeah. Um, so maybe Holland's just like, we are not gonna even commit that much money to you if we can't even have you. So, mm-hmm. um, also you've been kind of known to cause problems in every locker room you've gone to over your career um you're gonna take what we give you so yeah um I, yeah vander kane he's uh he's staying he's staying in berta for for four more years uh darren helm uh wings legend darren helm back in in colorado good for him uh jack campbell to the oilers um five years at five million dollars Again, they brought in Matt Murray on a retained contract, but they couldn't sign Campbell to this deal. I I don't think they wanted the term, but like I don't know what Toronto does with goalies, man. I really don't know. They who have they had? They they've had Anderson, Campbell, uh Marazic, Hutchinson, Shalgren this year too. Like they yeah. just they're all over the map. I, I don't know what they're doing. Um Moving along, Claude Giroux to the Ottawa Senators, steal of a deal here. Three years at six and a half, man. That is just yeah, he's going to be setting up to bring Kit every fucking yeah. shift he gets. Um, yeah, that's going to be a fun line. Sens are starting to change the narrative a little bit. I think they want to compete this year. I hope so. Um, I hope they that do. Atlantic that Atlantic's going to be tight for sure. Um, but I don't know if, if Boston falls off. There's there's a spot there to. Up for grabs. Uh, keep it along here. Ilya Samsonov. Well, the the Leafs brought him in. Um, Brendan Smith. This one was wild. This this was honestly when I saw this on my phone, it was like it was the next thing to Johnny Robert Thomas. Eight years at eight yeah. million per. Nothing I mean, against Robert like, Thomas. Awesome. Take that money. Yeah. Well, I I don't know what you're doing. Like if it works out it's a great deal but holy smokes like i was just like yeah like even the eight years st louis likes to sign their guys to term i saw the eight million dollars like there's no way this is some sick joke <laughs> um yeah that's like whatever shout out to thomas i guess yeah i wish i could make eight million bucks but yeah me too what do you do? Uh, Vinny Trocek to the Rangers, seven years at 5.6. What are your thoughts on Vinny Trocek? Because I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I, I know everyone talks about him that he doesn't get enough credit, but I think he's kind of like perfectly talked about where he is. Like he doesn't. Okay. Well, because I, I'm sorry, I, I, I really like Trocek. I've always liked Trocek. And um, I think you can ask most of my friends about this. Like I've, I've talked about him over the past few years and I, I like him as a player and I, so I'd agree with you. I think he's maybe even a little underrated uh, sometimes and maybe he gets blown up at certain points of the year when he has little sprees and like maybe that boosts it a bit more, but um, yeah, I think he's underrated, especially when you watch him, he's a very heads up player. Like he knows what's going on. So um, seven years in New York, he's joining the Rangers. So there's, excuse me, there's your replacement for Ryan Strom. At 5.6 yep. per year. Um, don't get me wrong. Oh, my gosh. 
don't get me wrong. I like the deal. Um, I, I'm not saying by any means Trocek is a bad player, but to be honest, when I came into this free agency, I thought someone was going to offer him seven or eight million, and I, he is just not that player in my eyes. But fair enough. Yeah, um, fair enough. Though. Solid deal. Nick Letty re-ups in St. Louis. Four years, four million per. Uh, da, 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 da. We keep moving along. There's so many, so many, so many. Da, 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 da. Mikhail Sir, the Lightning just, the Lightning signed 24 years total worth of contracts today, too. Did you see this? I didn't. That's a long, that's a lot of players. Mikhail Sergachev, eight years, eight and a half per year. Anthony Sorelli, eight years, six point. Eight years, six point two five million per year. Eric Chernak, eight years, five point two million per year. The eight year deals just fucking yeah. away. Jeez, just make your team up for the next decade. Locked in. Uh love Sergachev's and Shirelli's. We uh I said Sergachev was the best defenseman on the Lightning in that final, and he's learned under Hedman. I think he's I think that contract showing, hey, McDonough's gone. We need you to take on this bigger role. We're gonna pay you for it. Um, Sorelli is one of the best, if not the best defensive center in the league, and he's being paid for it. Um, and Eric Chernak, good for him. Uh, he, a guy who was always kind of just viewed as a, a top six. That was his ceiling. He proved really valuable for the lightning these last few years, blocking shots, keeping the front of the net clear for Vassy to see. Um, yeah, just, I, I really like all the deals to be honest. I think they're guys, even if Sher- some people are saying Chernak's is way too long and way too much. You know, the guy's earned it, right? At least the yeah. guy has earned that contract, you know? Yeah, it's not like it, that was... Like, if that was with another team, maybe it, it wouldn't make as much sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that... Yeah, and I think that's just Breezewall and the Lightning just rewarding a guy who, hey, we appreciate what you've done for us. We want you to keep doing it. Here's, you know, we're going to compensate you finally. Yeah. Um, keep it going. Darcy Camper in Washington, five years at 5.25. They finally have solved their goalie troubles, which, uh, they've been dealing with for the, since Brayden Holpe left. Um, good, good for them. Solid, uh, solid deal there. Louis Domingue, pork Louis Domingue is going to the New York Rangers. God, that guy's going to play for every team by the end of this career. He's taking Shesterkin's job. I hope you know that. <laughs> I hope so. I guarantee I, he's going to have a 950 save percentage. I'm calling <laughs> it. There's no right. doubt about it. Put it on the books right now. I've heard New York has good pork. So I kind of, that's what my thinking is. Um, oh, uh, Jan Ruda re-upped in Tampa as well. He didn't get eight years. That's gotta, that's gotta <laughs> be a tough pill to swallow. He only got yeah. three. Um, Ben Sherratt to the Red Wings, four years at $4.75 million per year. Bit of a long deal, I think, for Sherratt. Um, I think he kind of gets blown up a little bit too much, too, after that one run he had with the Habs. But yeah, whatever, the Red the Red Wings are trying to uh, to compete as well. Again, it looks like um, Andre Burakovsky gets a big payday. Five years at five and a half in Seattle. So... Um, he's going to go to a team with uh, a lot of room to play uh, up and down, up in the lineup. So good for him. And, uh, duh, big save Dave going to Winnipeg. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Um, David Perron, two years at 4.75 in Detroit. Great signing by Iserman. I didn't just see that. Big, you know, experienced guy with uh, 
throughout the his time in the league and can mentor some of these young young kids they have coming up. By the way, there was a stat today. This is the first Piranha's played for I think five or six different teams. Um, this is the first time he's ever signed with any of them. The rest were all trade. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. So that's that's something neat. Uh, Blackhawks lose another guy, Dominic Kubalik, to the Red Wings. Two years, two and a half million. Um, yeah, why not just lose a guy who was in contention for Rookie of the Year a few years ago? That's fine. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we pretty much covered all this. Riley Smith's oh, back did we in. Talk to, uh, we didn't talk about Brent Burns. Yes, that was the trade I was I was thinking of as well. We'll get to that in just a second. There's just a couple last ones here to get through. Riley Smith re-ups in Vegas, three years, five million per year. And Nikita Zadorov is back with the flames. Big Z. Big Z. He doesn't have his partner, Good Branson, though. I don't know who they're gonna yeah, play with him, but that's upsetting. That is upsetting. Sorry, yeah. Do you have the the Burns trade in front of you? I don't. I think I might. But um yeah, we got Brett Burns and Lane Patterson. For Steven Lorenz, I don't even know how to say that name. A 2023 <laughs> third-round pick, and they are retaining 33% of Burns' salary. Not going to lie, uh, when I saw that deal at work, I thought instantly Lane Patterson popped in my head from from the Canmore Eagles. I was like, oh. I was like, yo, the captain. He, same tra- being traded in the same trade as Brent Burns, that's kind <laughs> of a good. flex. Yeah. Uh, this one was just weird and again caught me by surprise i was not like i I really thought i saw it and then after i saw it i was like okay like i guess it's not like not like johnny level but you know hurricanes have added two great pieces by the way i think burn still has he's just playing on a team where i don't think he can be the top guy drained yeah he was drained um Mm -hmm. he had a weird career Uh, he's had a weird career just like he was originally a forward, right? Like, mm-hmm. and then got moved to D. And I don't know if he had high expectations, and then he made them for himself, and then he went down again. And yeah, so I don't know. I I think he'll do good, in Carolina. Carolina's looking good so right too. now. I think, and great. There you go. You lost your power play quarterback in D'Angelo. You have a guy who's done in his whole career in Burns. So yeah, um, I think a new start's going to be great for him. I've always liked Brent Burns. Um, mm-hmm. I think yeah. Again, San Jose Who doesn't like Brent Burns. Right. My dad, he hates the fact what? he doesn't. He hates the fact he doesn't have teeth. His hair is long. He's a very old style man to be a hundred percent. That's a hockey player. What do you mean? Um, <laughs> uh, like those Kit Kat commercials he does. My dad, I would change the channel every time if I wasn't <laughs> sitting with him. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully a new start uh, re rejuvenates him. Uh, him and Patch are ready two big ads for that hurricanes team. I think they really, they're really trying to get over the hump. Oh yeah. Um, for San Jose, they also had that new GM, Mike Greer. So uh, former San Jose shark player as well. So I think that was something really big when they were in their GM search. Um, again, just another guy. It's like, I have no, I think Burns probably wanted out. I'm sure Carlson does pretty soon too now, but it's just like, I have no loyalty to you guys. I didn't sign yeah. your deals. I didn't bring you in like you, if you want out of here, okay, I'm shipping you off for whatever it takes. So, um, <clears throat> big news there. Uh, and yeah, that like that, those are the huge ones. Obviously, so many other signings happened and, you know, miniature trades. Um, but those are the huge ones. Uh, trying to, trying ones. to, trying to, trying to get 
dive deep into it a little to each one a little bit. Obviously, we wanted to talk about Johnny. Uh, that was the biggest one. I really wanted to rant about the Hawks. I, dude, I almost started a YouTube channel on it. I, I still have <laughs> the videos on my phone. It's right after it happened, and I'm just screaming. And I looked at it. I was like, I can't post this. But that's so funny. Um, we got a uh, Andre Palat's uh, AAV has come out. He's got six million five year deal with the Devils. It's a good deal, man. Yeah, it's a really good deal. Um, I like it. I do. I do like it. Uh, I, are you not a little disappointed in the Devils that they didn't make a bit of a bigger splash? Yeah, because we heard a lot of teams around Johnny, um, but the one I heard the most was Philly. And I didn't hear much from the Devils, but I assume they were just kind of working on it in the background. But now, now that he's signed in Columbus, Ohio, it doesn't sound like they did much of anything. Which from is everything, weird. from everything I read and stuff, like even if it wasn't Johnny, it sounded like they were ready to spend money this offseason. Yeah. Like with Subban off the books and stuff, but like it's yeah, and nothing so. against Palat. Maybe they still have another yeah. signing up their sleeve, but yeah, I, I just felt uh, thought maybe a little more was coming for them. Uh, yeah, the New Jersey Devils. Um, that the one situation we do have to touch on because it's like insane what is happening right now with some of these Russian players. Um, again, there's way better reporting um, to go look on it. I can't yes. name them off the top of my head, but we're gonna, just going to go over it briefly. This is uh, the latest stuff that I've seen. So first of all, let's go back to uh, Ivan Fedotov, uh, Philadelphia goalie, um, was supposed to come play this year. It was a seventh round pick in 2015. Um, and he was the star. He was the starring role uh, for Team Russia at the 2022 Beijing Olympics. He's been playing in Russia for the last several years. Um, like I mean, in the in the tournament, he had a 9.44 save percentage. So he was he was definitely ready to make the jump to the NHL. And then, um, so it says, where is he now? Um, the Russian government hasn't confirmed Fedotov's location, and there have been conflicting reports. Um, Per the Associated Press, a Russian news outlet reportedly published uh, photos showing him held at a military base in Servon. I'm not even going to try and pronounce that. Either way, it's a Russian military base or outpost on the north coast. Um, basically, um, from my understanding, he fell ill, um, went to went to a medical facility disappeared to a medical facility first off or no no sorry uh went to a medical facility was not allowed um to have anybody see him uh not his agent his family um he was reportedly injected with something some medicate they said medication um i uh don't quote me on this but i believe reports said his condition got worse um Ultimately, and then he disappeared. No one, no one knew where he was, and he went to um, uh, a Russian military base in the north, northern part of the country, which is where he's staying for the next year as well. He's playing for a hockey team there, um, and I, I like so you have to understand with Russia, um, they have military requirements um, in the country, and they're glorified right now because of what's going on with their conflict with the Ukraine. Like they are. It's if you thought it was strict before there, it's going to be even more strict now. So, yeah, um, 
All Russian men age 18 to 27 must serve one year in the military. And this is per um, Billy Penn. It's a, it's a website that I've gotten this on. I, this is Again, this has also been reported on uh, by several hockey analysts and reporters as well. Uh, the war in Ukraine has fueled the country's need for people to serve. With the Russian government saying this spring, it intended to conscript 130,000 draftees. Um, Russia's doctrine does allow for some exemptions for medical reasons or by enrolling in alternative civil service or educational programs. Um, and I, basically from what it sounds like, he didn't serve his year in military service. Uh, and, and I guess they're, they're trying to do it now. Um, again, the, I haven't done a whole ton of research on this, so please go please go look up an actual reporter on the situation um, that can give a, a much better detailed description as I can. And then briefly with Kirill Kaprizov as well. Yeah. Um, was reportedly, uh, oh my goodness, um, he was denied entry back to the USA twice. That's been the latest report from Michael Russo of The Athletic. Um, and basically... Um, there were reports of a, a fake ID that, um, Riley, yeah, do you know if, if he was military ID is what fake I heard. military ID? Um, did you, and I, again, I don't know if this was proven, uh, to be wrong or whatever, but did you, did you see something about, he was like giving fake IDs to, to fellow Russian players as well? Uh, I hadn't seen anything about that. Okay. No, I yeah. Saw then, his fake ID is all I had seen it's been pretty quiet since then to be honest but yeah um so at like as of what we know right now uh both players remain in russia kirill remains in russia bill garen when he spoke on it about the draft seemed relatively calm but he's like there's nothing i can really do right now um kind of like that's a oh man that's just a that just doesn't sit well at, over here reading that yeah I agree. Uh, and that's pretty much uh, the biggest news that uh, that I had um, for the last two weeks. Uh, there's still some big free agents. Uh, Kadri, Klinberg, still out there, probably the biggest ones. And uh, I think we're probably ready to wrap it up here, Riley, unless you've got something else you want to add. Not really. I mean, so much happened between our last episode and now and um yeah that i mean goudreau really topped it off for me i think the that added some excitement and i'm happy that it happened in the offseason actually made this offseason interesting so I, I was happy about that and yeah it's time to just buckle down and get ready like you said for a bit of a boring part of the offseason and then we're back into some action Connor mcdavid traded for Vinny trocheck one for one <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and again, uh, sorry to those listening that we we briefly skimmed over a lot of those. We we had planned right after the draft, uh, and then yeah, the the heat came through, and I wasn't uh, I, I was caught up at work, and then I wasn't home as well. So yeah, and then I couldn't even I literally couldn't go into my room until after eleven p.m. It was too hot. It was like thirty five degrees in my room, and there was no way I was stepping foot in here for an hour of a podcast it would have this computer like it's a it's a nice computer but it gets warm it's very warm so i was some guy happy about that some guy interviewed i 
re- interviewed this retired uh, elderly gentleman for my news pack today. Uh, yeah. By the way, work at Global News Saskatoon, so like go follow everything I do so that I can uh, – <laughs> so that <laughs> my bosses actually see that I'm doing some good work. Yeah. Um, but I, I interviewed him, and he was just like, yeah, you know, when it's this hot out, I like to be out golfing. I'm like, you – I would need, I was like, I would need all the beer, oldest beer in the world to golf okay, at plus I gotta, 35. Okay, here's a, here's a story that goes perfect with that. So, um, every August long, me and my buddies go to Panorama BC and there's this golf course there called Satequa and golf course is like pushing it. Like it's not a golf course. It's just a bunch of holes in this open field. But it's like it's beautiful because it's in BC, so it doesn't really matter. But mm. oh my god, when we went last year, we're idiots, so we didn't bring water, right? Nobody <laughs> brought water. I think we had one water bottle. You don't need water. Like you need beer. People, this is the problem. We didn't even have enough beer, and the beer got too <laughs> hot because it was so. It was like thirty-five degrees out there in this open field, and we were baking, and we're just running hitting our balls because of how hot it was because we, we there was no way we were going to sit out there for the whole thing i turned on my car when we were leaving it the temperature in my car was 45 degrees i have a picture of it still so we had to sit there then after that and let my car cool down for a good 20 minutes because i couldn't touch the steering wheel it was melting so i don't know what that old guy was talking about but he is insane that's crazy i there's no way i could do it no, Not we were all. we were done. It was the most. It's one of the most draining things I've ever done. I was just throwing my club at the ball to get along the course. If you if you want to see a golf course, Cranberry Creek Golf Course, just uh, just outside Candle Lake here uh, in central northern Saskatchewan, three holes. I don't think three anyone's ma- don't think anyone's maintained it in the last four years. We literally every time the only time I've ever been there, I was hammered. <laughs> at a at a party there, and we we walked on the golf course and like hooked the flags and everything. Like we were just, it was. I don't think anyone cared either. We just left them all in the third. It sounds third like hole. yeah, Satequa is like the a more a step up from that. Like it's it's nine holes and like it's on it's built on a reservation. Mm-hmm. So there's like a res dog that just follows us around while we play and. We don't know its name, but every year we've been there, he just chills with us. And like sometimes he'll go find our ball if we hit it into the trees too hard. Yeah. But like, yeah, sick dog. And it sounds about the same. It's it's actually maintained half decent, but it's not like like sprinklers don't cover most of the grass. <laughs> so like there's just green patches along this big field that that don't play into the course whatsoever. So all they're good for is like using the sprinklers to cool down, not not for keeping the grass nice. There's no green at Cranberry Creek. It's all rough. I swear to God. Again, nice. I've only been there drunk and at night, so maybe I didn't <laughs> see it clearly. But like there, it is. You are you're chipping into the hole. You're not yeah. putting. Um, <laughs> um, also, we have this thing at Global. Uh, every Wednesday, they record uh, adopt a pet for the morning show, and we just get to see oh, puppies yeah. every single week. It's the highlight. It's probably the only thing that keeps me awesome. through to the end. To be honest. Um, when you guys were in Pano last year, like, was the smoke, because BC just got hammered by those wildfires. Was it really smoky? Um, I think we had one day that was pretty rough, but um, the cabin we stay at is so, like, secluded from the trees and stuff that, thankfully, and I think it's low enough down that 
we we mostly avoided all of it, which was nice because like the smoke here was bad, and we needed to get out of that. To all uh, all our listeners, um, I'm starting a uh, two week Patreon. I'm trying to get out to Panorama this year, but uh, yeah, cannot afford go it. Fund me for Tanner to get to Panorama for me. I'm just trying to raise three hundred dollars. That's it. I just <laughs> need thirty people, ten bucks each. We're good. Perfect. We'll get there. I might yeah, actually get Tanner out. I'm going to throw that on my Facebook and I'm going <laughs> to post it on every social media I have. <laughs> Sorry. Offspring's playing a banger right now. What song? Uh, guess. Uh, you're going to go far, kid? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. That's it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm jamming now. I'm going to go Good sit day. on the balcony and listen to them after this, so... Good thing, uh, good thing we couldn't hear them. This would get get copyright. Oh yeah, it'd be copy. It would be taken right down. It's literally the copy and paste. I can hear them clearly. It's I hear every instrument from here. <laughs> it's just the crowd noise that's changing it a little bit. Well, uh, last thing I'm gonna say before we sign off, uh, I we don't know when the next episode's gonna be. Life's kind of a little bit hectic right now. I just started a new job trying to. Really focus yep. on that, Riley. I know you're working five, six days a week. Um, yeah, it's not fun. <clears throat> but money. So uh, we will be back. Um, and I trust me, uh, I want to come back better. I know uh, I know our, my biggest flaw, and it's because it's my responsibility. And I take full blame for this. But the social media, um, I really want to make our presence a lot better on social media. And we'll uh, do, Let's do some off-season stuff with our social media outside of the podcast. We can make some like screw-around videos and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And maybe if you if you end up coming out to August Long, we can make some videos. And yeah, we can do a collab with the Into the Flames uh, co-host, Noah Appleston. Yeah, uh, but seriously, guys, do not forget to go comment that Trevor Zegers is the GOAT on their Instagram. Do Please, it. it would make me <laughs> so happy um but yeah riley uh you know what i feel like i always end this out i'm gonna say my goodbye right now thank you all for listening um if is this is the last episode for a while we appreciate those uh who have come back for season two and uh we look forward to to bringing you more as we go forward yeah completely just to piggy off back off that i look at our analytics a little bit more than tanner because i'm the one who posts our podcasts and looks into the websites and our numbers are way more than I ever expected. We just kind of, you know, we do this for fun. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just got a, I just got a notification that said music is detected and it's being suppressed because of my software system. So I think it picked <laughs> it out for a second there, which is cool. Um, that is pretty yeah, sweet. We've got some listeners from like places I would never expect. We got a few listeners in the UK, um, a few in Australia wow. and way more in the States than I would have expected. So, to all those people, I, I we have a few regulars there as well that download every episode that I can see. So that's cool. Whoever those people are, that's awesome. Thanks for following us. Um, and yeah, it was another good season. We didn't get as many episodes out as um, we wanted to. Just school, work. It was a mess. But yeah, we'll try to get some more in this off season, I think. And um, yeah, we're going to take a little bit of a break. And yeah, thanks everyone for listening. House Like Heroes podcast, social media is going to have a good off season. That's our plan. Yes, sir. We're signing. Uh, we're signing a new uh, contract. Uh, one month. Uh, one. We, no, we got a. We got a PTO. We got a PTO for Tanner this offseason. Yeah. To get his stuff together here. Uh, Riley, again, uh, pleasure is always doing this. I always look forward to doing them. They're fun. Uh, I like that. Uh, 
I think a lot of people appreciate that too. We kind of just do it for fun. It's something uh, yeah. we kind of just, we don't take ourselves too seriously doing this. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to, to getting back and oh my God, the season starts in like two and a half months. <laughs> oh yeah. Long time right, to go. We're going to be, uh, we're going to be right back in it. So yeah. Uh, thank you guys, Riley. End us off. Thanks for listening. Goodbye, everyone. Have a good summer.